everyone. Welcome to a brand new edition of the Cybersecurity Matters Podcast. I'm your co-host, Dominic Vogel, and joining me as always is Mr. Colorful himself, Christian Redshaw. Doing well? I am doing well, and there's a reason why, because I, of our guests coming up. <laughs> um, this is continuing with uh, our, our guest speakers of the Vancouver International Privacy and Security Summit. Um, I believe we have Michelle Dennedy today. Um, we're really looking forward to having her on the show. It's going to be a fantastic conversation. We'll take a brief uh, commercial pause here and we'll bring Michelle onto the show. All data is not created equal. You require a depth and breadth of information on technology assets that increases your credibility, maximizes your effectiveness, and differentiates your service offering. You need to know what's there. Since 2004, Landsweeper has been the world's leading platform for IT, OT, and IoT discovery and inventory. By leveraging multiple proprietary scanning engines, from credential-free device recognition to agent-based discovery and everything in between, Landsweeper allows you to find both known and unknown assets connecting to your customer's network. The data available in Landsweeper's platform allows you to respond to a wide variety of use cases and is completely extensible through data export, our open API, or an OEM model that allows you to leverage our scanning capabilities within your own proprietary solution. When you partner with Landsweeper, the potential is endless. Michelle, thank you so much for joining us on the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm vibed up. I'm ready to roll. That's a, <laughs> that's a good way to be, Michelle. Um, yeah. We'll keep on the good vibe train uh, moving there. I uh, wonder if we can start off, if you wouldn't mind indulging our listeners and our viewers, share a little bit about your career narrative. Absolutely. I, I am uh, like so many people in the privacy and security field. I come from left field, right field, center field. I started out as a patent litigator before I got into privacy. And I was doing actually medical devices and I, I not even high tech. And I did a big, my first big pivot in the turn of the century. I went to Sun Microsystems right after Scott McNeely said, you have zero privacy and followed it up with a big hearty get over it. So as a very young person, I came in and I said, wait a minute here. As a patent litigator, you break things down, you look at things and you figure out what's enforceable, what are the rules. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Everything that this company is, everything that this stands for and in a global marketplace screamed value to me, screamed privacy to me. And so I did privacy law for about a year there and then pivoted again, jumped into the business as Sun Microsystems' first chief privacy officer. And I did all sorts of roles there, including chief governance officer for cloud, did a sales role, um, standing up the first security and privacy sales role at Oracle after we were bought. I've written a book called The Privacy Engineer's Manifesto, and now I'm the CEO of a company called Privacy Code and a partner in a strategy firm called Provatis, dealing with data value and values, looking at AI and looking into the future of data. So all over the place, really trying to secure the internet and looking at data and humans and how do we play nicely and create value together. Awesome, Michelle. Let's talk about all of that. First, first, I think, easy question to dive into privacy. To, for, for relevance, what types of companies need to concern themselves with privacy? Okay, this is a softball question. So. <laughs> I'm well known for saying this. This is, I got this one from my dad. My dad was a, I call him the Pez or Privacy Engineer Zero. He was doing privacy back in the 70s as a security architect. And he said, there's only two kinds of companies that need privacy. The first kind of company has employees and customers. 
They need privacy to engage the best kind of customers, get get customers, treat customers, show the IRS and, and pay their taxes and get the best kinds of employees to serve them. The second kind of company, they want employees or customers. So they have to take good care of data so they can attract those things. No other kind of customer or company deserves to have a customer or an employee. So those are the kind of customer, those are the kind of companies that need to have privacy. Every company needs to have privacy. Very well said. And so now, now a definition question. When we're talking about uh, privacy and security, our show is called Cybersecurity Matters. Um, yep. Those those two related disciplines. How would you define them and the interplay between those two from your perspective? Yeah, now this gets really muddy really fast. I want to unmuddy it for you. So, security and privacy are integral. If you think about it, is and I'll, I'll way oversimplify it. You can't have one without the other, and one does not subsume the other. Think about it. If you think about a plumbing system and you think about the pipes. The type of liquid that you put through the pipes determines the type of pipe. And the integrity of the pipe determines the type of liquid that can go through the pipe. So if you think about data and data privacy and integrity, the more sensitive the data, the more um, uh, valuable it is to be either stolen or lost or personal that information, the more intense, the more expensive, the more highly supervised that data needs to be. So when you look at that kind of interplay between what is the data, where is it, what's the context, what are the rules, that's really your privacy and your ethics. When you look at what are the controls, what are the responsibilities, how do you keep the wrong people out and the right people touching it, that's really the security. And so it's a dance between the what is right, what is context, how is this proportionate, and what is the time scale. That's how that really that dance is sort of more on the privacy what and context, and then how do we keep it integrity? How do we keep the right circumstance and, and context going? That's really more on the security side. No black and white lines here. We keep the pipes flowing together. We'll keep the pipes flowing here. We're going to pause for a quick commercial break, and then we'll keep the good vibes train running here with, uh, with Michelle. Every day, organizations face the threat of cyber attacks that target privileged accounts. In fact, a staggering 74% of data breaches start with compromised privileged accounts and credentials. Is your organization prepared to defend against these attacks? What if an attacker obtains access to one of your privileged accounts? What if a new admin mistakenly changes the configuration of a server, exposing sensitive information? How do you prove to auditors that all privileged activity in your organization is legitimate and under control? Netrix Privilege Secure is the answer. This complete solution empowers you to slash the risks associated with privileged accounts. You can gain insight into your attack surface by identifying all always-on privileged accounts across your organization, including local admins, service accounts, and scheduled tasks. Replace risky always-on privileges with just-in-time temporary accounts that have just enough access for the task at hand and that are automatically deleted afterward. Prevent breaches and ensure accountability by closely monitoring all privileged activity for suspicious behavior. Prove compliance with strict regulatory requirements with a tamper-proof audit trail of every session. Enforce least privilege by empowering data owners to regularly review access rights to their content and remove any excessive privileges. 
Don't delay. Visit netrix.com slash PAM today to lock down your privileged accounts before they're compromised. Every day, your business's data holdings grow in complexity and risk. With customer privacy and protection as a top priority, you need to know and trust your data in order to maximize its potential and manage your exposure. Solving this problem with multiple unintegrated solutions only adds to the system's complexity. You need a central automated platform to manage all your company's data risk, compliance, governance, and quality issues. Transforming your data from a potential liability into a valued, trusted asset that will enable you to grow your business with confidence. Introducing Data Sentinel, an all-in-one sensitive data management platform that illuminates the true nature of your organization's data. Natively integrating with all your sources and systems, monitoring, measuring, and remediating to ensure compliance with company policies and evolving data privacy regulations. Protect your business and your customers. Be confident your data is high quality, well-governed, and compliant. Data Sentinel. Trust your data. And we're back from our commercial break. We'll be continuing here with Michelle. Awesome. So continuing with the definition vibes, Michelle, when I say the term digital trust, uh, what comes to mind for you? How do you define that term? Yeah. So digital trust, it's an interesting thing for me because trust is, is what you feel. Trust is what I earn. So for me, when I, as a privacy person, as a responsible AI for technology person, I need to indicate to you my user, my my regulator, the person who's observing or I'm trying to engender trust to, I want to be trustworthy. So that means I need to build things that can be measured. That, th that means I need to communicate. That means I need to share. So everything I'm building from day one, I'm building in preparation to communicate with you. And I want you to communicate back with me as a user, as a human being. And so that's why we talk about these things as if they're business things, as if they're technology things. Trust is a human emotion. So we can't leave the customer as a human person or the regulator as someone who has emotions um, out of the loop. We have to really think about trust in a human context as well as a technological one. I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, another term for you, uh, but it's more, I guess, just by explanation, what, when we're talking about uh, cybersecurity by design and privacy by design, how important is that in your world, Michelle, in terms of doing things proactively out of the gate rather than retroactively bolting it on? Starting first in my mind with it's way more expensive uh, and way more risky to do the latter. Well, have you ever put on a pair of tight jeans? <laughs> I try not to. I, I'm more from the 90s. I more wear the baggy <laughs> jeans. Well, have you ever tried to put on your underpants after you put on your jeans? <laughs> no, I have not. You could do it. You could. It's possible. It might take some time. It's probably a little awkward. Yeah. So why would you do it? Why would you do it? It is foundational. It is foundational. If you, and it's the same thing as these folks that come in and they tell me, like, I, I do want you to know where your data is. I want you to, to plan your, your journey. People running around with their technology tools trying to buy a tool first and then decide with their business plan. 
privacy and, and security and ethics by design sets the tone, sets the direction, sets your business plan. You're going to run out of money before you even get your first customer unless you plan what your business is going to be. You're going to run out of tools and, and the crooks are going to run off with your inventory if you've left it out on the street and, and gone off to have lunch somewhere if you haven't nailed your stuff down. So don't put your jeans on before you put your panties on. That is really, really well put. I didn't see that one coming. Uh, I, I really appreciate you laying that out. It's so obvious once you think about it. It is indeed. So I do have one last question. I know Dominic's got the big grand finale question coming up here. Uh, folks of the privacy and data governance persuasion um, are really good at something called managing the data life cycle. So can you kind of take us through that uh, quickly? and talk about when data can even become like a, a toxic asset or, or toxic waste. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I've said this for years and it's so true that we're actually seeing a trend that's, that I find is really remarkable. Think about, and not in a negative way necessarily, but think about data as something that is, is quite radioactive. So the minute you observe it in any sort of way, you've been touched by that radioactivity. So as much as we see the big behemoths, and many of them have either consent decrees or lawsuits against them or whatever, what you see are these really strong terms that they're pushing all the way down through their supply chain. So these itty-bitty little companies, I'm a quite small company at privacycode.ai, and, and we're getting these really strong contractual agreements and these really strong cyber insurance terms against us. And we're agreeing to them, of course. But why, were, why are we seeing that? Because these big, big, big companies are thinking that they can somehow get rid of liability for their data obligations by pushing that stuff outside of the boundaries of their business. You can't do it. You can't. The minute you, that data has somehow, remember, customers or employees. If you got customers or you got employees, typically you're observing data in some ways. Data is flowing through you. You're passing it through. You're processing it you're observing it, you're maybe even selling it because that's part of your business. In, if in some way you have interacted with data, you have a fiduciary responsibility from the time you've observed it until the time that that data has been destroyed. So when you're planning how you're going to secure it, how you're going to demonstrate your respect in that relationship to that data, you have to think about that whole time span, not just how am I going to get out of my liability, how am I going to step up to my fiduciary obligation and trust and respect? I, this, this, this is such an amazing conversation, Michelle. This is, this is just incredible. So um, like Christian was saying, last question, the road, the one you wrote has brought us here. Um, to the wonder if you could indulge uh, us and our listeners and viewers, um, tell us a little bit about what you're going to be talking about at the upcoming Vancouver International Privacy and Security Summit, as well as why you're excited to be coming to Vancouver. I'm not sure if you've ever been here before, but tell us why you're excited to be coming to the summit and to Vancouver. I, I've been coming to this summit for, gosh, maybe 20 years now. Oh, wow. So yeah, I've been coming for, a, it's, a, it's a super, super important and great group. I mean, people, um, I, I can't speak highly enough, and this is why I keep coming back, it's small enough that you can talk to everyone you want to, and it's it's big enough that big names come. 
Um, I'm super excited. I'm going to, I mean, she's going to attempt to moderate me. Bless her heart. Liz Denham is, I mean, does she need an introduction? I mean, Liz Denham was the commish um, in Vancouver. Then she went to ICO in, in the UK. And then she, I think she was in, what was she, Guernsey for a while? Now she's at a think tank. So she's she's the moderator of of the bunch. I'm I, I keep saying I'm I'm dampening the IQ by a lot. <laughs> Not joking. So she's moderating. Then I'm going to be there with Patricia Kasim, who's the commissioner for the Office of Information and Privacy for Ontario. I mean, brought to you by she's sitting in the chair where Anne Kavukian wrote the Privacy by Design Seven Principles back in the day. Good friend of mine, advisor to the coat. Um, and Amanda Maltby, uh, who was at, she's the CPO at, at Canada Post. Canada Post is one of the most important identity providers in the planet. If you think about the landmass and the diversity of the types of people across the Canadian empire, it's American-ish. It's European-ish. They have a profound sense of responsibility toward their native peoples who sometimes have no wireless connections at all, and yet need to have this cosmopolitan connection. Really fascinating um, security, privacy, identity, ethical obligations. And then Pam Snively, of course, the, the data and trust officer from TELUS. So we're talking about global, political, trust, technology issues, all in one glorious uh, session. So how could I stay away from that? <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a all-star rock star panel. That's all AI. I forgot to mention the topic. Oh. We're talking ethics and AI. You know, it's like the topic of the day. How do you how do you cram Aristotle into all of this stuff? Yeah. And we're going to do it. Well, it's going to be uh, absolutely amazing, uh, Michelle. Thank you so much for an all-star performance on the podcast today, Christian. I really enjoyed every single minute of that. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Me too. Don't forget about your jeans. Yeah. <laughs> we're sold. We're, yeah. Uh, Christian and I will be right back after uh, this message to wrap up uh, today's episode. Join us at the 26th annual Vancouver International Privacy and Security Summit. Embark on a transformative intellectual journey on guarding privacy, fortifying security, and navigating the AI frontier, where visionaries, experts, and innovators convene to dissect the intricate intersection of cutting-edge artificial intelligence and the critical imperatives of preserving privacy and enhancing security. Through riveting keynote sessions, interactive workshops, and collaborative panels, this event promises to unravel the complexities, challenges, and opportunities that define our digital age. The special promo code CyberSC15. What an epic conversation with Michelle. Uh, really great conversation. Um, very visceral, her uh, examples, but um, curious to know what your key takeaway was. Yeah, aside from the underwear outside of the jeans analogy, uh, I loved how she combined privacy by design with ethics by design uh, and security by design, putting those things together and just the idea of being trustworthy. And part of that trustworthiness is to communicate your digital trustworthiness. Yep. What about yourself? Um, yeah, I thought it was really incredible. Just all the amazing uh, privacy professionals she was talking about there. And um, so it sounds like an all-star panel and we really appreciate Michelle joining us on the podcast today. Sure. Um, and as always, if you did miss uh, a, an episode or you want to check out previous episodes, do check out the Cybersecurity Matters uh, YouTube page uh, and or uh, you can listen to uh, classic episodes on your preferred podcasting platform. Uh, but until next time, be well, be safe, and we'll see you again next time on the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. <laughs>